I. Or I I. Twelve. Yes. Twelve. Yeah. <clears throat> what is that? Okay. Okay, well, here we are. Indeed. XII is the whole thing. The whole <clears throat> thing. Now, first let me just give you the weather situation so we can get that over with. Weather is not a big a big topic in Los Angeles. It's no, kind of light. Really. There's no. a light over your right ear that's, yeah, that's making you hope. That's, that's what is the, that? That's my living room light. Oh, okay. I've never seen it before. You must have your desk in a different spot or something. Anyway, <clears throat> we're having the Super Bowl this week. Yeah. This weekend here in Arlington. And uh, ESPN and all the news media and the teams arrived yesterday and everything is booming. And in the midst of all that, we have an ice storm, <laughs> <laughs> which uh, the temperatures never got above 21 today. They were between 18 and 21. Jeez. The streets are like a lake iced over. Everything is solid ice. You can't really go anywhere. And tonight the temperature is going to be below 10. So we're kind of in a freezer situation here. We have this weather about every year, once a year or twice, or maybe twice with the with the sleet and the ice and the snow. We had some snow and, you know. Yeah. So uh, all these visitors, these hundreds of thousands of people that are coming here to the game and the media people and all that, I don't think they were expecting this weather, you know. Yeah, I imagine not. Okay, now the next it was thing I want to nice ask and warm here. It's been, it's been like a second in summer here. Well, you can't beat California weather, period. I mean, there's nowhere in the country that's got better weather than California. Yeah. Now, me, I prefer Northern California weather because you wear a sweater all the time. But it's, you know, it's like 62 you know, it feels like it beautiful. gets pretty cold up there. I mean, yeah, it it, it does. But I mean, I like I look at San Francisco weather every day in the paper, and it's always fifty nine, sixty two, sixty four, sixty, sixty one every day. I mean, I was, it's I was just thinking that it's more like San Diego, but it's possible, I guess. Yeah. No, San Diego's warmer. Yeah, San so Diego's saying, than, so it's a, it's a kind of stays at a nicer weather throughout. Whereas, like, I don't know, maybe it's just the, the you know the the breeze they get in the Bay Area about, with the the fog and everything, it gets pretty bad. I don't know. You talk about San Francisco? Yeah, San Francisco. Well, I don't. I'm not that excited about San Francisco. I never can get the temperature from Monterey. Other than putting them up on the inter- internet, Monterey is really what I like. But the weather is pretty much close temperature-wise. You know, I just like a, a little weather where we get just you wear like a little light sweater. You know, it's kind of nice, comfortable weather for me. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. I'll never know that uh, because I'll never be able to live there. But that's uh, you could never that's hang, weird. huh? That's the way it works. You, you wouldn't I'll be able like, to hang in like uh, Pebble Beach area or anything, huh? Well, there's a whole area there where you could probably squeeze me in some kind of way, but not in this not in this lifetime. Now, what I wanted to ask you about, you've been talking the last two outings about some event that's coming up very shortly. 
Um, probably my my other show. Hello. Yeah. Hi. Can you Internet hear me? connection problem. It says. Oh man, not oh, this God. again. It's you. It's not me. I'm, I'm, I'm telling I'm you. I don't know why you <laughs> never assume that it's you. I'm telling you, everything on my end connection says it's fine. I have nothing that's like checking the internet for updates or anything. It's just this program. I see. I'm on and a private you don't get wireless the thing network. On your screen, like I do. No, and I can actually see my connection is at full strength. So, so. is mine. Mine shows full strength as well. But I don't know. Anyway. So what is that? Tell me what that is. I'm oh, now uh, writing full explanation. I didn't want to hear it the last two weeks, but now I want to hear it the full. I feel like I explained it two weeks ago. Last week, not so much. Well, it's you probably just a, did, but I was ignoring it because I didn't want to hear about it. it was too. That's fair. So uh, it's, it's, a, it's an internet-based thing, right? TV show. It's a live TV show where Nat and I... Uh, well, the first episode would just be Nat and I sitting on the couch uh, talking... Taking, uh, we can take phone calls now, which is cool through Skype, and uh, we can, uh, you know, have people chat with us live and things like that. And we talk about, I'd say, events of the day, but it, so it always devolves into weird watch stuff. This is what I want to know. Uh, you would go on oralsalvation.net and um, wait, 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 wait. You can't just roll these things out. <laughs> Well, I was, that was more for the people listening than for you specifically. I don't think you'll want to watch it. I think you'll be like, all right, this is too many, you know, dick jokes for me or something. Yeah, but I can still be critical. So what's the, uh, what is it again? R? A-U-R-A-L. Okay. S-A-L. All one word? Yeah. S-A-L, okay. V-A. Yeah. T I O N dot net. Good Lord. Aural Salvation dot net. Okay. And that's going to be online at what time, what day, and all that? Uh, we're shooting for Thursdays at 6 p.m. Pacific till, I don't know, 7, 7.30, however long. 6 p.m. You know. Pacific. And that's Thursday. You're going to start tomorrow or next Thursday? I mean, this week or next week? Yeah, this week. Yeah. Oh, February Although, the 3rd. Nad says he's got a dentist appointment at like 4, so I'm hoping that doesn't get in the way of everything. <laughs> okay, yeah. now who set this up? You or is this some company that you had to work this out with, or how did you do that? No, I, I set it up at home. Um uh, there's a. I told you about that site Ustream before. It's like video and such. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. I started a little Ustream channel, and then I started looking into like, well, how do I incorporate, say, uh, Skype phone calls? Uh, how does the chat work? All these different things. And so it's set well, how up. How come we can't do that on our thing? And we could. How come like, our thing can't have? Why can't we have phone calls? <laughs> Again, we could. We just we started out, uh, you know, as just a regular podcast. We could start doing it live. You know, we could start next week, I guess, if you want. With I phone just... calls, I want phone calls. Right, but you're right. saying the phone calls are going to be gross out stuff, huh? Well, no, not necessarily. I, I'm sure you know. As soon as they get gross, I could just hit <laughs> hang up. You know, it's not a big deal. Um, uh, 
you know, I'm, so what I'm just saying that. What do you had? What do you had envisioned for this thing? I mean, what what is the idea of it? What what are you thinking? Well, it was our big thing for a few years there, and I guess we're kind of curious if some of the same fans are still around. And uh, we did a test broadcast last uh, Friday night, and uh, at, in, a, in a matter of minutes, we had like you know twenty, thirty people hop on and start watching. Not that much, but almost no forenotice or anything. I just kind of told people, "Hey, we're going to do a test broadcast tonight." And then I told them, okay, we're doing a past broadcast, watch us now. And a bunch of people hopped on. And uh, so we'll see what happens. Uh, sort of does Nad movie. remember me? Yeah, yeah. He does? He does indeed. And I, and I told him he's got to start listening to the podcast because we talk about him almost every episode. <laughs> well, you think he's listening? I sincerely doubt it. It's just not something he knows, really. <laughs> He'll, I like what the he'll, fact he's he's a little odd. You know what I mean? He's that's, very that's odd. That's what I like. I, I like that. Yeah, he's a character. Nice. It's good to have yeah, characters really in the is. world. You know, uh, he's I, what he will do is it. You know, because I'm going to be taping Arl Salvation and then putting that up as a podcast as well. Uh, yeah. And so he'll be taking that and playing it at work for all of his coworkers. He said that he's going to do that. So. He's going to force oh. it on them. So, <laughs> and that's at the place that's got the uh, management team uh, managing the yeah yeah the big agency stars of, of the uh, world and all yeah yeah the name we won't say but good, yeah big agency pretty good. he's going to have to you haven't found out about Gandolfini I imagine oh I forgot to ask I'm sorry oh, well let's know. get uh, write this down or something put it no. in your notebook or whatever it is you do <laughs> all right. I'll, I'll write it right now. Write it on your palm or something. You know how you can do that in the movie? About Gandolfini. Okay. James Gandolfini. Of course. We want to know if if they're the agents for James Gandolfini, and if they're not, would he have some insight into who would be? And and if they are, what happens? Well, I'll tell you that later. We'll move on to game two. <laughs> All right. Well, I uh, the smart money is yes, but I don't know. Well, that's just a guess, though. I mean, you know, it's the smart money. The smart money says that Vegas odds. Yeah, but they have many big stars with that place. Yeah, it's that's probably, what I'm saying. Yeah. So the smart money. It's a. It's the phrase I've been smart using a lot money. these days, as I say. Like the smart money is blankety blank. Yeah, I got you. Like you know that's a that. bookie phrase, don't you? I assumed as much. Oh yeah. I mean, it's a, obviously a gambling term. I mean, you wouldn't say the smart money. Otherwise. Oh yeah. Well, the bookies are cleaning up this week with the people that bet on the Super Bowl. People that don't <laughs> bet on anything in their whole life bet on the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. I'm tempted to myself, but you know, I don't know what I would. What team do you like? Oh, I don't know. You know I would. I would let a play. coin decide. Oh well, that's that's a smart betting. Now, something I just read just before you you called before we started this. There's a there's a video game called Madden NFL, and they put out yeah. one every single year for the last yeah I don't know how thirty years it seems. Uh, so Madden NFL 2011 is really, really advanced, and I guess they 
take all the uh, statistics of each player and probabilities and things like this. And some company decided it'd be fun to... Because you can let the computer control based on the statistics. You can let the computer control the two teams. So they ran a few simulations. And uh, I want to say the Steelers won every time. Really? Yeah, Steelers. Yeah, the Steelers won every time. In a, well, in a video game simulation. <laughs> well, of course, this means nothing in real football terms, but... <laughs> no, it doesn't, but... See, the point of fact is, in a big, big game like this, it'll be decided by mistakes. Yeah. In other words, the team that makes the least mistakes will usually win. In the, in the big games, the playoff games and the big... You know, Super Bowls and the team that makes the least mistakes usually wins. So it's 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 not as you know uh, based on some fantastic play or something. It's usually some booby mistake or something sure, that ends yeah, up deciding. I, I wouldn't but take with any like seriousness <laughs> the results of a video game simulation, but. Sort of an interesting. No. I'm helping you get in long you know, uh, never, sports conversations that I never ever have, and, and that's what I know about this one. I've never, I've, never, I've never played a video game, but I imagine because of the number of guys that I know that are in their forties that play golf with me and stuff that play video games. I mean, some of these guys are addicted to playing, you know, golf and. Uh, Football and basketball and all the video stuff and uh, car racing would be the one I would like. I would probably enjoy. You know, it's probably a Formula One video game. There's a lot of those. A lot of um, yeah. like street racing games seem to be the big thing, where you're cruising through these weird streets and stuff. Or uh, yeah. what's the? It's not. I don't know. Maybe it is NASCAR. I don't think it's NASCAR. What's the one where they? Where, where different cities kind of... They even did it in Phoenix, where, like, the actual town becomes a racetrack, but it's, you know, all legally that's sanctioned. Fine. That's Formula One, right? It's Grand Prix racing. But don't it's they use... But, they still, but those don't use regular cars. Those use the Indy cars, right? The, the you know... Well, now, the Indy cars are... Yeah, they what's called open cockpit cars. The, 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 the driver of the car is out, you know, he's exposed. He's, right. he's not inside a car. He's inside, but he's there's no. But they don't do you know, that with anything that's like uh, resembles a stock car, a NASCAR, or something like that, huh? No, no. Okay. Yeah. No, the stock cars racing is usually there's a couple of exceptions where they do road racing in stock cars, but they're not done in cities like you're talking about. Okay. So, you know where it's a lot of braking and stopping and going. Those cars that do that, particularly the what they call the F1 cars, the Formula One cars, which is an international racing thing that I watch every year, every event, because it's on TV now. Mm. And it's really fun because it comes from all these very interesting cities, you know, and they'll have the track set up. I mean, it's, it's really fun to watch. And those cars are... The last time there was a Formula One race in the United States... I think was the one that I saw in Phoenix, which I hmm. still have the photos I took, and the guy that won was killed in a crash that same year. 
later on in the year. But, but um, yeah, yeah, Formula One racing is very fun to watch. You, you can't believe how quickly those cars can make a turn, for instance. I mean, yeah. well, you know, like they'll be going for a 90-degree turn. They're going 200 miles an hour, and they still make the turn. It's just it blows your mind when you see it. What is that? What is it? Low, low uh, center point of gravity is the phrase I'm looking for. It's the it's the think, same reason SUVs will uh, flip and a Formula One car won't, more or less. Well, I think it has to do with the width of the top of the uh, wheelbase on the car. You know, like the it's a, it's an it's a very high tech. Well, no, but I mean it's also the it's also that what I'm saying the height of the thing. You couldn't yeah, take how far a, it is off the ground. Yeah, you couldn't take a truck around a corner at you know 100 miles an hour it would flip the hell over but you can maybe do that in a in a compact car because it's a well i think there's the a lot more to it than that but i, I mean basically they are close they run you know very close to the ground the wheelbase is very wide compared to the car itself and uh i think that that suspension system on those cars allows it to make these turns at very high speeds and a lot of times they're not really using the foot brake they're using they just change the gear they downshift the gear to slow the car down rather than hitting the brakes a lot of times yeah it makes it's sense. really fun to watch really fun now and you like, have actually played video games because you said you used to you used to go on yahoo and play the online chess that's oh, a, there's well, a video game. A video game. Oh, I do that all the time. I do right. that so now. Yeah, so that's still playing video games. It's just not the same. And that's, it's very addictive, yeah. believe me. I don't doubt it. <clears throat> what's mm. fun, what's strange, I should say, about online chess, when I'm playing online chess, I can almost tell the age of the people I'm playing. <laughs> like the young kids that play, they're always trying to trick you. They're not into... <laughs> classic play golf play uh play chess they're into fooling you you know that's what uh, they're, they're they're fun their fun is to do some kind of a trick you know a legal trick but a trick nonetheless they don't care if they win or lose as long as they make a fool out of you <laughs> <laughs> that, that goes for so much more than just video games or, or just online yeah, chess that, <laughs> isn't that true I would assume that they also you make moves make much faster. All over the world on that online chess. I mean, all over the world you play people. Will you find that the younger people make moves way faster? Spend I less think time so. thinking. And of course, you have to get used to playing fast on the online chess because you're playing with a clock. It's not like you can sit there and take your time on your moves. I mean, you you, you pick how much time you want to play for, and then you get another guy that wants to play for that same amount of time. Like, I like playing what's called five-minute chess, which means I have five minutes and he's got five minutes. Per move. So, no, for the, the game. The whole game. Wow. The whole game. So you got to be kind of – it's very good for an old oh, – I think we lost uh, connection here. But when you get used to playing speed chess like that with a, with a clock with a short time – you 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 kind of forget what real chess is, you know, where this is where you're taking your time with every move. It might take ten minutes to make one move, you know. So, so how do you win? Is it just whoever's got more players left, basically, more pieces? Well, 
you win two ways. One is you can win if the other guy's clock runs out. In other words, if he if he's not able to make his moves in in, in the five minutes, his clock's going to be zero, and I'll still have time on my clock, and I would win that way. That's one way you'd win. Second way you'd win, the guy, you know, you can just resign because you figure you can't win and you don't have enough time to win, so you resign. And the third is, of course, you just you get checkmated. And the, what if none of the above happen and just does it go by? Well, like, one, of just above, one of the above has to happen. Oh. The clock is the thing that makes it have to happen. Oh, At some so point, cool. one of the okay. two players will run out of time. If nothing else happens first, is what I'm saying. Sort of like, in a way, it's like chess hot potato. Whoever's holding a piece that hasn't won, when okay, the clock runs the out, to, loses. Here's what you can think of. Okay, it's, you know, you start off the game. Usually the beginning of the game is real quick because you have like a standard opening. So when it's my move, the little clock, it starts at five minutes and it starts ticking and I move. And okay, well, now it might be four minutes and 48 seconds left on my clock. Then he moves, and he's got four minutes and 51 seconds left on his clock. Then I move, and then he moves, and we keep moving, and our clock is going down as we move. The one of us is moving faster than the other. It's never exactly, you know, there's no way you would both move exactly at the same moment like that. The same amount of time. So, oh, I see. So one person's got more time on his clock than the other person. And the person with the lesser time has a little more pressure on him and therefore he's more apt to make a mistake and then when he makes a mistake he can see where he can't win and he will mm. either resign or maybe just turn off his game and go down the road just quit the game okay all right that makes but sense. when he quits the game it's just like resigning i mean he's going to lose i'm going to get points and he's not right so the longest so, the game could possibly take is effectively 10 minutes Ten minutes max. Yeah. yeah. Now you have a lot. You have games that come down to where each person has like less than twenty seconds, and now you're just moving. You don't even care where you move because <laughs> just trying to you're just trying to win the game on the clock. You know you're moving as fast as you can move. When it gets to that, I usually lose because I, I'm not as fast as some of these guys are. For one thing, I don't use a mouse. You know, I use my keep my pad thing on the laptop. Mm. And I used to plug a mouse in and use that, but I got so used to the pad thing, I don't use it. But I think the mouse is a is a uh, is a little quicker with chess moves because you have to. I have to use both hands to play with play. I have to yeah, use one hand to stop the player in the spot I want him to stop, and the other hand moves him. You see what I mean? Right, right. right. So. The guy with the mouse doesn't have to worry with that. That makes sense. Yeah, okay. It's fun. It's I, I, would, fun. I would end up using Definitely. a mouse as well, I think. Yeah, you would use a mouse. You play, do you know how to play chess? I do. It's been a while. And uh, it's one of the things I was good as a kid. I wouldn't say great, but I was good. Um, and then, yeah. uh, you know, many years went by. I didn't play it. And then, you know, you get into your, you know, late teens, early 20s, and all of a sudden there's these. You know, everybody you play chess with really wants to play chess because they really know chess, and and I just stopped winning. So, 
And I was like, yeah, screw it. I'll never be that good at it because I don't have the energy or the time or the desire to sit there and learn all the different ways. And I'm just like, I don't care. <laughs> well, what happened to me was I went about, about 20 on? years without Hold playing on. chess. I can see that you're talking, but I can't hear you. Oh, you give me a minute. how's that? I don't know why this is that better? Is being stupid on me. Hold on. Check, check. No. Let me turn off my. Anything. Let me turn off the picture and see if that helps. Weird. Hello. Did you hear me? Hold on, I can't hear you. So let me try switching headphones here. Because I can't hear you, and I wonder if it's my headphones. All right. Hello? Yeah, now I can hear you. So the headphones were messed yeah, I guess up. it was the headphones. Anyway, I went about 20 years without playing chess, and I met this guy. I think I met him at church. But anyway, Hispanic gentleman, real nice guy. And he invited me to play chess at his chess club. And I told him, I didn't, you know, I hadn't played chess in forever. And he said, well, sorry, right, just come on. So I, I started playing. Now, this is not on a computer. This is live chess club against other players. You hearing me okay? Yeah. So that's what I did. I started playing again. So, of course, me, I, I'm big on getting instruction books. So I went and started buying secondhand in chess instruction books. I now have a library of those. And uh, I got real interested in being better and all that stuff. Then he told me how he practices by playing online chess. Because he plays in tournaments and stuff. I mean, he's a totally different level than me. Higher yeah. level. So I started, you know, I found out how to get online and play. And then I just got hooked on playing online. It's just a lot of fun. Really. I could do it for hours. Hours and hours. Go by. Yeah, I mean, online gaming in general is kind of like that. Whenever you're playing against live players over the internet, yeah. you'll end up just doing that for it doesn't even really matter what the game is i've played a lot of really silly games all the way up to really complex ones and it because there's somebody new every time you hit connect it's a totally different game well i have a lot of guys i know that play poker online yeah hold them texas hold them sure and they play against other players and the whole thing and i mean they're like really hooked on that now, i would think that i would really enjoy doing that because i love playing cards but I can't get into anything, you know. I can't do anything else that's time consuming. The chess is enough. <laughs> that's and I that's think the chess covered. helps me in my brain function better than poker would. You think? Hmm. See, the problem with poker when you're playing it as a game, it loses its highest skill level because the skill of poker is when you're faking it, you know, when you're when a guy thinks you're doing one thing and you're really not. Bluffing as they call it. Yeah, yeah. Bluffing. That's 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 the whole you know, that's the whole shooting match when it comes to poker. But they and, they're not playing with even virtual chips or anything like that, really? Yeah, they're playing with, with chips and everything, but it's you know, it's not a big deal. It's not the same as we pulling one out of your pocket, believe me. <laughs> so so you so you guys guys that are playing, you know, I watched him play, and I kind of got in on it a couple of times at another guy's house. And 
I guess it was fun. You know, it was fun, but it, it was it's not anything like real poker. See, that reminds me when I was uh, about, I guess I was about 19. This is just before I moved to Seattle. I worked for a guy uh, kind of out of his home. I would come over and help him with all these different websites and different tech stuff and things like that. A friend of mine's mom was dating him. That's how I knew him. He was a rich guy, lived in, uh, you know, the hills and Pinnacle Peak or whatever. Yeah. And, uh, Italian guy, so he loved me. He was a diamond dealer. Uh, and uh, You remember his name? I don't, I don't. But he, he had, he was just a, it was a weird guy, but kind of fun to hang out with. And uh, he'd go over there wasn't and he would just Salvaggio. be cooking. It wasn't Salvaggio, was it? <laughs> no. I would have remembered that name. Okay. But I guess even if it was, I'd probably have to say no, but I can definitively say it wasn't that guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to yeah, say so if, he, it was, if it was <laughs> Salvaggio, we don't want to talk about him. I can tell you that. Yeah. No, it wasn't him. Uh, and uh, I mean, I remember his first name, but I don't want to go into it because just in case. But uh, So I would come over and he would be like cooking all day. He'd make these giant meatballs, like the size of, you know, your head, your fist, or whatever. Giant meatballs. He was a great cook, and he would just cook all day. I think he had a cocaine problem, too, because uh, he was just up all night. And, wow. I mean, uh, because my friend's mom was dating him, we'd all go and hang out over there. And so I'd, like, kind of skirt around the computer and make some websites for him and shit. And then, you know, we'd eat, and then we'd watch TV and whatever. Yeah. And, I can remember a few times, like th during this time, I was living in an apartment where I didn't pay rent because I was making websites for the landlord, so I didn't pay rent in a, the ghetto. I, I sh it was it was like four hundred dollars a month for a two bedroom apartment, so you can imagine how crap that was. Um, so uh, was it I actually in the ghetto, like Compton or somewhere? No, no, it was just. I mean, it was in a not a very good neighborhood, but it wasn't. I mean, it was in okay, Phoenix. Well, so, oh, anyway, okay. well, uh, so, so Phoenix. I didn't know Phoenix out, had any bad neighborhoods. To tell you the truth, yeah, it was pretty bad. Uh, so I remember a few times I would like I would be up at night and I'd be working and working and working, and then he'd be like, "I want to I want to get on and play poker for a little while or blackjack or whatever he'd play." And so he'd get on there, and you could see in the bottom corner they would show his account. And he could just go on there and hit a button, and it would fill up from his bank account. He could deposit ten, fifteen thousand dollars at a time. Fake and money? No, real, real, actual cash from his real, actual bank accounts. Oh, he and, was uh, he was gambling on a, on one of them Bahama things where they from the. Uh, oh, back then it was perfectly legal. Now it's not so much, I guess. Perfectly legal? No way was it ever legal. Oh, it was absolutely yeah. It's definitely legal. Not online. Yes. But the people running it had to be offshore. They had to put them in jail. FBI would have been all over them. Well, I, I'm they just did, telling okay. That's the way it works. Okay, go ahead. It was a very big thing at the time, and uh, it was not difficult to get into the business or get a part of those sites. Anyway, so I remember one night he was kind of all excited because he was up, is what he said. He was like, yeah, I'm up, you know. And him and my friend's mom were kind of all excited. And I remember I walked past because I said... Uh, because I, I forgot, I like left my cigarettes near his computer or something, so I had to go grab them. And I looked over, and he had thirty-five thousand in the in the account that he was playing with. Yeah. And then, 
he and I went into the other room where friends and I were watching TV and shit. And uh, went and crashed out. Woke up at like uh, 10 o'clock in the morning next morning. And I walk over and he's still there, tapping away. And I see now <laughs> that he's got 12000 in there. And I'm thinking, Jesus, this guy's lost $23,000 in one night. And I go, how you doing? He goes, eh, not so good. And I was like, uh, oh. And I like looked over and I was like, did you, uh, you know, I don't want to get involved, but did you just, did you lose 23? And he goes, no, I had to refill it a few times. Jeez. <laughs> so he lost well over 40000 something dollars in one night. And he was stingy about like paying me. This <laughs> is one of those things where I was like, come on, dude. I could do some Jeez. cool shit for that buddy. You want to be entertained. Give me $30,000. I will entertain the shit out of you, you know? It's like... So it always bothered me, uh, you know? Well, you know, I used to be somewhat involved in what they used to call card rooms, where Mm -hmm. you go and play for money, and, you know, you're basically paying a fee to play poker, basically, is what you're doing. But... You know, there's all kind of rules, and you're safe, and there's nothing can happen to you, and all of that. So everything is pretty connected. And what you notice when you're hosting those kind of games, or helping host it, is that the guys that stay the longest are the biggest losers. The winners leave early. <laughs> That's that was always a thing. When you got down to like three guys were left, they were all losing. I mean, it was like. They were trying to catch up all the time, you know. Waiting and, for that. Oh, one this one hand uh, will win it all for me. Yeah, I mean, he's looking for the big pot and having the big hand at the same time, you know. Have you ever seen the Cincinnati Kid? Uh, the Steve McQueen? No. Now, you got to go get that movie. Because that's like, a I'm working on a lot of movies. Uh, Catfish that's the greatest is arriving today, so I'm supposed movie. to see that. Yeah, but this, no. I'm just pointing out there's a lot. This is where I'm getting to. There's a lot of things in the world. (laughs) And it's like, I I feel like if you're not focused on one thing, and you're like me, and you're eclectic, and you just try to take things in as you go along, you'll never, ever catch up. up. And anybody who's into a certain thing is going to know way more. Like, you're really, really into movies. So you're always going to know... A thousand times more movies than I am. Yeah. So, you know, See, meanwhile, now I'll now know way actually, more technology than you ever will. Now you've, so. now you've actually touched on a <laughs> on a subject we could talk about for a second. Please do. I have found in my old age, as I look back, that my biggest negative thing about myself that I would say is negative, a lot of people wouldn't say it, but I would, is that I'm good at a lot of things, but I'm not great at anything. And if I would have taken the same enthusiasm and drive and ability and honed it into something, whatever it is, I mean, I could start naming stuff, I would have, you know, my life would be totally different. I don't know whether it would be better or, or anything, but I think it probably would be, but... It's just like, you know, we're talking about gambling and playing cards or playing chess or playing golf or playing tennis. 
you know, full of the stock market, insurance, you know, food products. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, you could go on and on. I mean, I just have a, I have this real curiosity about stuff. And then when I, when I get curious enough that I want to get good at it, I, I spend some time. And I become, like, better than average. You know, like, I will beat over 50% of the people that play, whatever it is. Right. But I'll never be Michael Jordan. <laughs> you know you know yeah. what I'm saying? I mean, I'm never yeah. going to be the greatest. Because and it, it bothers me that, that I do that. I, and, you know, I feel like I got that from you. As, as weird as it might sound, I've felt that same way many times. As I don't, well, it's like I don't get into comedy competitions. I'm always like, I would, I'd be terrible at those. Like, you put me in a room with ten comics, I'll be better than seven of them. But I yeah, won't be I, the best. You know? Uh, well, my, all I can say is, for one thing, you have, of course, the great advantage of age. And I could say that if there is something that you have just an unbelievable passion for... I think you should try to be the best at it, because uh, you you can become at that level. It, it can like happen, to. you know. I mean, I, I I can name so many things in my life that I got to a point, and I either got bored with it or I got to the point where I was not willing to get to the next level because of what it was going to take. In some cases, it was just a matter of finances or lifestyle that I couldn't do anything about, you know. Yeah. But it's a, it's a, it's a tough thing. I mean, to, if you have that same disease, <laughs> it's it's a tough thing because you don't as you're going through it, you know, like in your age group or like me through my 50s, let's say, 40s and 50s, uh you would think I would have caught on by that time, you know. But I never yeah. did. I just never have. It's just amazing. I, mean, that's, I used to say, I used to I tell people, I just, this is an example. Okay. I used to tell people that I would play anybody in the world if you let me name the five things we're going to play. And I would win. I'll play anybody. Muhammad Ali, <laughs> Michael Jordan, Tiger Woods, you, you name it, but I get to pick the five things. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> And that seems wildly unfair. That's, that's, yeah, I used to think that I, that's a great thing. It's pretty great that I can actually say that with confidence. So we used to have all kinds of discussions about this with guys. I used to play a lot of tennis and golf with them, and we would have discussions. Well, what are the five things? I said, well, some, sometimes I might even use six things, depending on who I'm playing against. Right. But, like, for instance, a guy who could beat me in golf would probably not beat me in basketball. The guy who can beat me in tennis will probably not beat me in golf. I mean, sure. so I had it, you know, I had it pretty well settled. Yeah, yeah. So people were saying, well, Michael Jordan played baseball in golf. I said, okay, well, baseball would not be one of the things I would put in there against Michael Jordan, <laughs> but I would put golf in there, and I would put tennis in there, and I would put ping pong in there, and I would put chess in there. And by the time I got to five or six, he'd have trouble winning one. All right, all right, that's fair. What a sick human being you are that you have gotten. <laughs> you know, I was in my 40s at the time, and I was thinking, 
that you get to the point where you actually have made up a scenario where you will beat Michael Jordan. <laughs> I love it. Oh, Nelly. Yeah. So no, but that's what I was saying. It's like that's sort of unfair. Everybody's got to be good at five things that they could pick five huh? random people you've heard but of. I mean, I make, I'm able to make this enormous statement that I will beat anyone in the world if I get to name the five things. I mean, that's like a huge ego trip. <laughs> the only I mean, problem is if <laughs> if it's somebody you don't know anything about, then yeah. you're screwed. Then then you're then it falls apart. You're if you're dreaming on big levels, you can pick what Michael Jordan's not gonna be that good at or what Muhammad Ali might lose at. I, I have an answer to that, Bob. Okay, go ahead. I have an answer. I have certain things that I can do to tell whether you're good at something. Like I could let's say it's tennis. Okay. I can take a tennis racket and hand it to you handle first where you have to grab it by the handle. And as soon as you hold it in your hand, I'll tell you whether I can beat you or not. Mm. Golf is the simplest so the, of all. So, all so the conditions of this would be, I have to have a room full of items. <laughs> I can hand them no, or manipulate have, in front have, of them. I just have to have what, what I would call an interview. Okay, mm. I'm, I'm, I have to interview the guy. And I can find out from the interview whether, whether we're going to have a game now, see, I'm it's unfortunate you're not 40 now because that would be the best reality show in the world. Well, I, I guess <laughs> I've had people challenge me much younger than me when I was like 41, 42 and playing a lot of tennis and in really good shape. And, you know, they would challenge me and I'd say, okay, you know, let's, let's do. So what they would try to do is they would change the game. They would say, okay, we're going to do like six things. You're going to name three, and I'm going to name three. I said, no, that's not the rules. <laughs> You're on my court, my rules. Hey, that's not the rules. I'm not saying I can beat you in three things. I'm saying I'm going to beat you more than you're going to beat me, and I'm going to name the things. <laughs> Again, that would be such a great reality now, show. I did, did, did get to the point where I was able to actually make a list a two-column <laughs> list. You would. You would. And, and that way the guy could actually look at the list and see things that I may pick. See what I mean? <laughs> so he can go and look on there and say, okay, I'm good at this. I know I could beat him at that. There's more things on here that I could beat him at than otherwise, so my chances are pretty good. Let's play. So, you know, I had all kinds of different stuff like that, you know, where I would... But imagine the amount of time I was spending figuring this all out. You know, it's just <laughs> it's, it's again, it's you're in the wrong era. It's absolutely ridiculous. If you, if you did that today, we could pitch that tomorrow and you make a million dollars on I Friday. Say, I don't have the five things anymore. I don't think. Well, that's just it. Uh, you you might lose at some of those now, but that's a, a genius idea. And I would yeah. love to see somebody. I would love to see a show where that happened. Yeah, where one guy's well, like, you know what? Exciting. I'll take no. on anybody at five things I pick. That's it. And now, then the, know, the challenge could be like, oh, the if you win, if they win, then then they get fifty thousand dollars or something like that. You know, some ridiculous yeah. kind of thing. Well, we used to bet. We would bet. You know, <laughs> with guys would want to play. We would bet. 
I played in a tennis tournament. It was a company tennis tournament, Lever Brothers. They had a tennis tournament in Shreveport, Louisiana, and it was an employee <laughs> thing. Mm -hmm. So we go to this tennis tournament, and uh, that's what I did. I, I looked at all these guys, and, and I watched them real closely. And uh, there was two guys in the edit I thought, it was about 20 of us that were going to play. And it was two of them I could say, you know, look like they would be competitive. So this one guy went up, I said, okay. I handed him the tennis racket. <laughs> and I saw him, look, and I knew I could beat him. And then I went to the other guy, and he held it. And he had a pretty good grip. So I said, well, let's volley a few. You know, we hit him back and forth. I could tell his backhand was terrible, so that was the end to him. So... I go over to the, they have the general sales manager for like a four-state area. He was there. So I go and I tell him, I said, uh, I'm going to win this tournament if you want to, you know, make a wage on it. Now I was the oldest guy there at the time. I was in my 30s. And uh, <laughs> I had like five people wagering me that I was not even going to win a match. I said, well, I'll win a match. I said, I'm going to win the tournament. Nobody here will beat me. I will not lose a set. Not only will I win, I will not even lose one Saturday in any one competition. So they were all, you know, oh, he's obnoxious, you know. <laughs> and I just cleaned him out. But <laughs> <laughs> I just have these things like that. I don't know what it is. But I was yeah, never understand. I was never great or a pro or anything. So what difference does it make? Yeah, yeah that's, uh, again, it's the affliction I have. I, I think that you have the same position. I mean, not. Uh, I don't know no, that I've ever. I don't know if I would have dreamed of what you just said, but that's such a great <laughs> idea. I, I might one day have to be like, yeah, you know what? Actually, um, <laughs> but but I, I, I mean, I'm like when it comes to comedy, for instance, like I, if I I know that if if I say this won't happen, but I know that if I didn't care about my living situation. And I didn't yeah. want a corporate job, let's say. And I yeah. was like, you know what? I can crash on couches or whatever. I can do whatever. And I can just go to gigs every night, three, four times a night if I have to. Yeah. That I would be a hundred times better as a com comedian in like six months tops. And, you know, I, I would be touring in under a year. And I'd be, you know, I mean, things like this. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I know that it's hard for me to give up my creature comforts so easily, and I and I had this big revelation about it. Ironically, mere days before the fire at my old apartment, I remember when it was all the smoke was billowing out, and I was standing in the street, and just fire was raging, and I was like, maybe this is the, uh, maybe I'll go back in there, and all my stuff will be gone, and I'll just say, you know what, that was it time to give it all up and you know do comedy and that's it but uh i got lucky uh -oh. i didn't lose anything <laughs> so there went that plan, well you know but. that's that scenario is very familiar to me a totally different circumstances but the scenario is the same because being married for most of my life because i got married so young the first time i mean i never really had a single life as a single grown man. I mean, I had it periodically, but not over any stretch of decades or anything. So I always had, in my mind, that I couldn't 
really go gung ho over something and try to be professional at it or something, because the sacrifice would be more would not only be my sacrifice, it would be your sacrifice and Meredith's sacrifice and your mom's sacrifice. So yeah, yeah. I could never, you know, just go and do what I wanted to do because there was too many obligations that I was not willing to sacrifice in any way, you know. Mm-hmm. So that kind of thing is what you end up feeling, you know, what if. And, and actually, I, I actually have fun with what if because otherwise I'd probably be suicidal. But uh, <laughs> I have fun thinking of one if stuff. I can put myself to sleep at night thinking about, you know, certain little moments. If I'd have went this way, this would have happened, you know, and that kind of thing. And um, well, I remember you actually, now. I remember you telling me that was sort of your life advice to me about almost 12 years ago. Yeah. Right before I left for Seattle. And you, and you were like, you're moving to Seattle. Why? And I was like, People are going. They seem cool, and it's a chance to get out of Phoenix. And you were like, "You know what? I always wanted to do that, but I never could because I had a wife and kids, and then I had a wife and kids, and now I got a wife and four kids." And you know, you were like, "I was never able to just pack up and go, but I always wanted to do that." And you said, "So do that for as long as you can, because someday you won't be able to do that." And I guess that's I guess someday has come without the wife or the kids. I can imagine me, you know, feeling that way and saying that to you because you were in a situation where you were just, it was just you that you were responsible for. And how I miss <laughs> those days. I mean, it's still just me, that's, but I'm saying I, I had everything I owned, I fit in like my friend's trunk. I miss that. Yeah. yeah. Well, mm. uh, it's. Uh, it's very weird how things are in life, uh, decisions you make, and sometimes you're not even realizing the importance of the decision. At the time, it might seem somewhat important, but the magnitude of it over years sometimes can become huge, you know. Yeah. And there's no one to tell you, you know, like there's nobody you can phone up and say, you know, if I do this, what's it going to be like 20 years from now? <laughs> <laughs> there's no one that's going to tell you that. <laughs> well, there's plenty of people that offer, believe me. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, there's plenty of advice. I mean, your your dad is one of them. I, you know, I'd tell you right in a minute what I thought, but there's no way I know that. Yeah. But uh, it's it's just really it's, it's kind of a mystery of life. I actually, um, well, I think I told you last time about my. <clears throat> renewed interest in the Catholic Church, which oh, I don't yes. want to get into because it is a serious discussion. But uh, I think well, that's uh, part of it is that I feel like I'm you know, I've kind of hmm, futzed around for too long, you know. Now, see, that's where I'm at. I'm at this thing where I was thinking about it basically I'm in this, uh, I've been following this path for pretty much most of my life where it's like you know, making websites, let's say, where I was like, look, I can do this. It's very easy. I don't really like it, but I'm really good at it. And uh, it makes really good money. And it doesn't take a lot of, like, mental power or, you know, time out of my day when I was freelancing 
to where I was like, I, that would be, you know, it's my safety net. Uh, build it up, keep it there, and I can ride it like a wave while I'm doing all this other stuff I'd rather do. And it's come to fruition that basically all the years of me riding that wave and doing the things I wanted to do uh, were all impacted by the wave. Like, had I not had to make websites and I had to rely just on those things that I really like doing, I'd be doing those things now for a living. And so I'm at this point where I'm like, either I'm going to continue that path and hopefully any of the little projects I do or people I meet and things I talk about with different people will bear fruit and my plan will have worked all along. <laughs> or no. i got to drop that plan and go on to something. i I got to just give it all up and go plan B. And I'm teetering on the edge and I feel like 2011 will be the year that make or break. And uh, so far huh, this that's year... A big, that's, a big, that's a big statement you're making there. It is. But, but so far this year, some amazing things have happened. Um, and I've made really good headway in, in so far as making dreams come true outside of the job that I don't want to be at. I see. Should and you be so, saying that on the uh, podcast? A, I don't think they're listening. B, what it comes <laughs> down to is, and I would say it to their face if they asked, and I've made jokes about it anyway. Yeah. My enjoyment of the job has zero effect on my output, and they're not going to find anybody who does what I do as well as I do it, as fast as I do it, for the price that I'm doing it. I, I yeah. do stuff, things that they think will take the rest of the week, I'll be done within two hours. And that's it's happened m multiple times. Happened six times so far this week. In two days, I finished every project that was on the table that they didn't think would be due until next Friday. And I'm out of yeah. stuff to do. So, well, you know... You know <clears throat> I think I can say to you what what I feel like in your situation is because you're single, you have such a tremendous advantage along these lines because you you can do things that are only affecting you. That's the part that I was never able to do, and that's the part that you know i I regret to some extent, but at the same time. I end up with four wonderful children, grandkids, and experiences that are beyond anybody's belief that I've been through, good and bad. But, uh, you know, I was 41 years old when I went to a training class to be a stockbroker. Because <laughs> that's what I wanted to do at that time. I was 41 years old. I was 47 years old sitting in a interview in Monterey to go to law school was ready to take the LSAT test because I had done real well on the training part of it and practice and so forth and uh, I mean I would have been I'd have been happy to go spend three years being a lawyer to get to be a lawyer by the time I was 50 I mean I was actually thinking of doing that but I couldn't do it, it was no way I could just leave your mom and you and you know, I mean, what kind of ridiculous thing is that? But in my mind, I was actually thinking of it as a possibility until the reality of it financially and so forth was just ridiculous. There was no way. So 
age is a thing that I've never had stand in my way, and I, I've never thought of it as I'm too old to this, I'm too old for that. Sure. I, I never, I never thought of it that way. I'm beginning now to feel that way, <laughs> but I never used to. I mean, I, it just didn't bother me at all. But you do have the advantage of only having to worry about yourself and what you're hurting is yourself. Yeah. Because in my case, my decisions were never even close to coming to fruition because there was no way I could sacrifice other people constantly, uh, you know, to try to go after some dream thing, you know. Well, I feel like I, I've been over this before with you. When it comes to like dreams and hopes and goals, I, I keep saying is that one day I'll have to write the book, the page system. Everything you want to do in life, no matter what it is, is all it all comes down to the paid system. Passion, ability, integrity, and drive. And the hardest part about accomplishing anything is being painfully honest with yourself in which part of those, which one of those four or more, uh, you're lacking or you don't have enough of. For myself, I've always lacked drive. Um, when I was in a band in my youth, I lacked both drive and ability. Uh, now I lack drive and, to some degree, integrity. Uh, but the passion and the ability for comedy are there. The integrity is sort of there. I should have the integrity to keep going for gigs where I bombed. should go back to the club and do it again because I need to, you know, get over that, you know, demon in the closet or whatever but I'm just like ah it's a bad room <laughs> yeah and and then I need the drive to of course perform more often uh, so that's what I know that I'm lacking for that goal whereas for instance web design I have the ability and to some degree the uh, uh, integrity a little bit of the drive almost no passion and that's why I'm not making two, three times what I make, which is what I should be making at my level. Uh, but I don't care that much. <laughs> I don't have the passion for it. I don't, I'm like, mm, web design, you know. Yeah. So I think uh, that everything follows that law. And so in your case of uh, when you were deciding, well, maybe I could do this and maybe I could do this, you lack the drive. Not that you weren't without reason, but that was the number one thing that you were lacking there is the drive to go, eh, screw it, I'm going for it. You know, I'll make it work. And, and that, again, that's what I lack right now, is the drive to go, you know what, I'm just going to go for it. And, uh, well, and probably the I, integrity I think to know I can. I would have been there if it had been just me, but then I would have missed all the other things in my life that I would not want to have missed. So that's I can't really, you know, I really have no complaints. I've been extremely lucky, just really lucky. In fact, it's funny... There was a scene in a movie, again, I'm always relating it to movies. There was a scene in a movie that I had never heard anybody but me say, and I used to say it to myself, and it was the movie Alien with uh, Sigourney Weaver. And she's trapped in the capsule, and it's just her and the monster. And the monster's trying to get her, and she's trying to hide and she's saying to herself, lucky, 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 lucky. And that's something I've done so many times in my mind. 
and when I'm alone, I'm actually saying it out loud. That I actually have been very lucky. I mean, I really have. I've been the odds have just been outstandingly in my favor. I guess for some reason. But I, I know I've said lucky, 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 lucky a lot of times <laughs> like that. Is that reminding yourself that you're lucky and you'll get through the situation? Is that the yeah, purpose of that? Yeah, it's almost like a sign of, it's like uh, it's forcing it to happen kind of thing. That's what I'm thinking of when I'm, when I'm thinking lucky. Because I don't use it in a flagrant way. In other words, I wouldn't do it while I was watching a horse race and I had bet on the number two horse. I wouldn't be standing there going, lucky, 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 trying to win the horse. That's not the mm-hmm. way. I, I have too right, much respect course. for it, you see. Right. So, but I've used it, you know, in job interviews and in sales situations, uh, sporting events and competitions. And, but I, I don't think anyone's ever heard me say it. I say it to myself. <laughs> I used to say it a lot. I don't say it as much. Now, but, I have a theory uh, that we all, it was, everybody's born with a bucket of luck, let's say. <laughs> and yeah. some people, it all pours out when they're three years old or something. Uh, Angelina yeah. Jolie and Brad Pitt's kids, their bucket of luck has probably already poured out by now. Yeah. Uh, giant bucket, don't get me wrong. But <laughs> Whereas I think <laughs> other people, it trickles throughout their life and I feel like it seems to me not that I'm a wise old sage or anything but it seems to me that like one of the best things you can do in life is recognizing a good lucky situation and capitalizing on it instead of going it's luck you know that's pretty cool and you know not really making the most of it and you'll realize yeah. it 10 years later you'll be like oh that was that was the shot I was talking to the guy. He said, I'll see you in the office on Monday. And then Monday morning, I was like, screw it, I'm sleeping in. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I've had that happen. You've had it happen. It's, you well, think back on a situation, Brad, you go, oh, that. That would have been thinking something. Thinking of Brad, kid, Brad Pitt and people with money and kids and all that stuff. All right. I would say my... Dear daughter Sheila's child Ellie, the the uh, Russian baby that's now her daughter, is a very lucky girl. <laughs> that she Sounds was adopted like by Sheila. I would say she she's a very lucky girl, and she's a she's really an extraordinary little girl. She's really funny, and you know she just doing well but uh yeah I, I think that's that that happens i i know i've told you this before but my my uncle frank who's now deceased used to tell me there was two ways to get that you will get rich in life and that's the only two ways one is to marry it and the other is to inherit it <laughs> i didn't take him up on either one of those but uh i think it's illegal anyway there is there is something true about that, really. I mean, when you look at, like, really super wealthy people, you know, the, the Donald Trumps of the world, or the Ross Perot's, or the super wealthy, they all had wealthy parents. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. 
there was a time in the history of our country where you had a lot of guys, you know, that came up with their bootstraps. They came from the streets, and, you know, now they're multi-billionaires. They own half of New York City, you know, or something. Right. You don't see that anymore. Now you see, you know, Donald Trump's father is the one who was the millionaire. I mean, when he was born, he was a millionaire. Right. So that's true of a lot of these, like, super wealthy people, not every one of them, but a great majority of them, they have inherited the money. I, I think there's a, a certain amount of also just uh, priorities in life. Look, I, I mean, I, I work with exceedingly, exceedingly filthy rich people, and uh, they they have a passion for money. I mean, they just do. I don't know that they necessarily value it above all things in the world. But they they really really like money. I don't care that much about money. If I had a bunch of money all of a sudden, I'd probably spend it on things and you know trying to enjoy myself. Whereas some people are like, "Ooh, I have money. I'm going to invest it. I'm going to do all this to get more money." And I, I so I don't think I'll ever be rich because of that. Even if I got a crap load of money, I'd find a way to you know do something fun with it and make my life more exciting. But to hang on to it for some silly reason, I, you know, and get more of it. I just don't see how I would do that. When you were a little guy, you used to tell me that one day you were going to buy me a big house and you were going to have one next to me. <laughs> yeah. We were going to all live in the same block. <laughs> I remember that, yeah. We're like, do you we're remember that? Live, yeah, we're going to be next door neighbors. Both yeah, I remember, you, I remember you telling me that. That was. Well, I mean, I, I tell you, if I. Uh, I used to tell your mom, well, that means he has ambition. This is a good thing. <laughs> yeah, well, I was going to I was going to make a uh, you know, a, whatever remark a uh, uh I don't know. I got about I can't five think of the words, but... here before I got to go. Radio. Well, I think we've this, this is, is a... this has been a retrospective type Thing. I feel and, this is and, uh, one of the it, more important and uh, far-reaching ones we've done. I don't really like for it. For you and I, it has been. I don't know about the audience. <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel like people would be like, you know, in in a way, when we started the podcast, this was sort of my envision of the of the thing. Was was This is an older man and his now older son talking about life and politics and the events of the world and music and movies and art and various things and yeah. sort of not only the dichotomy between of between us uh, as people but the things we've learned in our separate worlds uh, coming together and I feel like for this particular episode I think my younger friends or our younger viewers uh, will enjoy it and maybe the older ones will be like yeah oh. that makes sense All right. you know contrasting <laughs> the pair with their own life anybody you know. that finds that what I'm saying Every day makes sense is pretty peculiar. <laughs> <laughs> now you know I, what it feels like to be a comedian. <laughs> well, I, I just have I, I just uh, have a hard time sometimes thinking that what I'm thinking and what I'm saying, which would be the same thing in most times, uh, is only making sense to me. You know, I, I think that a lot, often. Yeah. Because it seems too easy, like, for me to understand it and, and think of it as a sensical thing, sensible thing. 
but oftentimes as I get to thinking more about it, I'm thinking, man, if somebody else was thinking this, it'd be weird. But uh, well, there's the thinkers, and there's the articulators. Lucky, lucky, lucky. Yeah, I've, I, I think I've been saying lucky, lucky, lucky when uh, Meredith was born, to tell you the truth. You know, because her, her mom had lost the baby. The oh, first that's right, baby. yeah, yeah. And uh, I just didn't want to have any more problems with that. Yeah, that and, I know, and I know she didn't either, so. I remember yeah. going in the men's room with the lucky, 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 lucky. <laughs> I'm trying to get my passport. So I had to write to uh, the Department of State Health Services, and uh, oh. in Texas, naturally. Yeah. Um, and uh, I got my birth certificate, the uh, full original. I mean, obviously the it's a copy. Texas, the humble Texas birth certificate. Yeah, with the uh, raised seal and everything. It's always fascinating wow. to read. What do you? What are you? What are you going to do with that passport? Travel the world. Or hope oh to. Oh my God! Well, yeah, I sure this doesn't say out. anything about like my my uh, birth weight or anything. Hmm. Look on the back. There is no back. It's just. Oh, it's a copy. No, yeah. it can't be a copy if it's got the symbol thing imprinted on it. Well, I mean, they they make official copies and everything. Uh, it's on official paper. But they, there was all these different options. I said, well, I need the full one for the uh, passport. And I remember I had a birth certificate that was very lengthy, and it went into great detail about all kinds of stuff. And this one doesn't. Oh, and they spelled my name wrong. They wrote Mithchell. M-I-T-H-C-H-E-L-L. True story. You're kidding me. So I guess my official, my official name, apparently, I don't know if you can see it, I sure do see it. Yeah, I remember <laughs> on my my first driver's license I got here in the in uh, California. It said that on there, and I was like, ah, typo. And I went back to change it a few times, and they were like, well, that's what's in their records. And I was like, that's can you see that's a typo? And they finally fixed it, and now I know <laughs> why are they where they got that, which is stupid. That means the lady who in, input this thing. Driver's license correct. Yeah, now it is. Now it says Mitchell. Oh, that. But, you know, it's funny because a typo on my birth certificate, it was 25 years later, going to get a driver's license, and somebody intentionally makes the typo because that's what's on the birth certificate. Doesn't stop for a second to go, maybe that was a typo. Doesn't go, isn't your name actually Mitchell? No, it's probably Mitchell. You're probably the only person on seven billion person wide planet with this name. <laughs> Cause somebody had fat fingers back in nineteen seventy eight. Terrible oh boy. That was a good And you worked for Bosworth. It says. Bosworth? That's Is what that what they got on here? Yeah. Jeez. Says that you were a salesman, you were 36, and you worked at Bosworth. Says no kind of kidding. business or industry. I don't think Bosworth is an industry, so I assume that was named name Bosworth of the company. Bosworth is a printer. Hmm. He sold paper to, I'm sorry, a printer. So he sold paper to printers. Hmm. I don't even remember that job. 
Well, there's also, for some reason, there's numbers written down on the side. Just 119, 125. As if they have some significance, but they're not in any field, just handwritten. Very strange. Well, where though? I mean, where on the certificate is the numbers? Or the you numbers? can see, just it's in the margins, like somebody was making a calculation. Uh, one nineteen, one. I'm trying to see if that would be. That is not my handwriting, so it wasn't me. It actually, I saw does your mom's look like yours. Signature on there. I don't know. Let me say. Yeah, one nineteen, one twenty-five. Let's see what that would be. It, it's almost like a. You know, it's like a, a secret date. code. <laughs> it's like a date between 119 and 125 or something. I don't know. Well, it says that it was recorded January 15th, 1979, which is weird. That means they that, took that, quite that, a long time to record it. That the, that's something that the people that enter that kind of stuff on papers and all. It's probably what they wrote. They probably used that as some sort of a place where you would remember to put it in a certain column or some such thing, because that makes no sense. Oh, somewhere else they wrote 249 in the other corner. They wrote, they wrote in the button? margins. In the margins, they wrote 249 on the other side. Good grief. What is yeah. all of that? I don't know. says it was recorded by the local registrar uh, November 13th, so almost two weeks after I was born. Actually, more than two weeks after I was born. And then recorded, you know, it says 4.41 a.m., and I remember you and Mom telling me many times that there was a giant argument in the hospital about the time I was born because of the time switchover on the 29th, or 28th, or whatever it was. Yes. Yeah. So was I born at 5.41 and 3.41, and then they just split the difference? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what it was, but... Yeah, you were like, like the, you that. were like the you were like the textbook birth. I mean, you went almost exactly to the day they said it was going to be. There was no like long labor. I mean, everything was like boom, boom, boom. Here he comes. Hmm. As your so mother wasn't said, a big a pain mick. in the ass then. <laughs> the little Mick is what your mother thought I was going to oh, yeah. call you. You want to Which I would have been Mickey. glad to have called you that, but I got outvoted by everybody. <laughs> Who's everybody? Wasn't it just you and Mom? Who else is voting? Well, I'm not going to get into who else all is voting. Right, right. Meredith would have been uh, probably too young to vote. She'd have been. I wasn't Meredith. It was family people. You know how uh, that is. I don't. I don't have any children. Well, I mean, family on her side. You know. All right. Well, I mean, that's true. I did get to vote on Meredith's new kid's name. There you go. So I guess I sort of. By the way, is the Grayson with an E or an A? I have no idea. I think it's G R A Y S O N. But on account of he's not born yet, I don't think it matters yet. Yeah, well, it's going to matter soon. Yeah. She emailed me recently, and I, and she was talking about that she. I asked her uh, whether she was showing as much, you know. And she said she's starting to go straight out. <laughs> Yeah. She was getting pretty big around Christmas, you know. Yeah. She's going to hate so me mentioning that on the you know, podcast. She's getting but pretty still. close now. I mean, she's probably within uh, 10 weeks, maybe. Uh, I feel like she said April. If she said so, earlier April, that would be, yeah, you know. About 10 weeks, yeah. Close to 10 weeks. So, it's a big, big event. Big event. Okay, i got to roll now. All right, take care, Dad. Great conversation. And, yeah, I enjoyed uh, we'll it very much, and we'll do it again. And uh, 
and uh, we'll make it even more interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, what I real quick, what I did for RL Salvation was I bought an online number, so you can dial it from your phone and it'll ring through Skype. Um, what does that mean? I don't know what that means. Uh, like you can pick up your cell phone and call this phone number nine one six We at War, and it will call. Wait a minute, nine one six. We we at at war war. Who thought of that? Nah, anyway, I was just looking through things happened, I could spell what out. Happened, what happens? Rings. What happens? Well, if I'm online, I can pick it up. Like as like I did today when you called me on Skype. If I'm not online, then you can leave a voicemail because I also set up online voicemail. So somebody could call that number right now, and it would ring you while you're on the show here. No, I have a different account. For that. Uh, so ring through to a different account. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, Metro, I love you, and I'm <laughs> looking forward to talking to you again. And I'm going to try to struggle my way through the oralsalvation.net. <laughs> it sounds and good. Tell, and tell Ned I'm looking forward to seeing him again on uh, TV and see if he's got any old bill. Yeah, hopefully he'll be there on Thursday. Again, he's got a dentist appointment at 4. But uh, on the site, there's a little countdown. And when it reaches zero, it'll say we're live. And you click it. There you go. We show up. Okay, I'll definitely try it. I'll definitely try it. All right, Dad. Be careful out there. I certainly will. With all those strange people you got. I love you. See you later. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.